Yankees win. The Yankees win. Welcome to NY Fly Zone, a first-class podcast. It is time to feed the fleet. What is going on, Fleet Nation? Welcome to episode 39, and I'm Brennan. And I'm Jared. Welcome back. We've been on hiatus, but we can explain. We can explain. You know, freaking Brendan's roommates got COVID right before I was about yep. to walk over to his house. Yep. But luck- luckily, you're all good, though, right? Yeah, you're no, all good. I'm all good. Testing negative. Still was forced to quarantine, but it, it's all good. Uh, I'm okay. It is what it is. Yeah, we're good. We're back. So. And then, yeah, last week, um, it's been busy. Um, I have an internship at SportsGrid, the sports betting uh, platform. I've been making graphics for them. So, shout out SportsGrid. And, um, yeah, Brendan, how are classes going for you? Pretty good. Yeah, classes are pretty good. I'm taking six classes. One Oof. is the it's the one or the one credit one. I think you took that. You referenced that to me. Yeah. Yep. McNulty. Shout out him. Yep. Um, career development. Career development. Yeah. So I just to get a, that up for real. So I just got my strategic advertising test out of the way today. I did. I think word, I did really well. Word. So and I also took another test for uh, like this ethics class is for my pathway, uh, my mm-hmm. pathway studies in political economy. So I have to get that like done. But otherwise, dude, it's been like chill. Like, like yeah. I feel like as juniors, we now know time management very well. It's like the back of our hands. So we know how to do this third year in. We know how much to party. We know how much to work hard. It's like the perfect <laughs> like like uh, balance. What about you, Jared? It's a good balance. Yeah, I mean, I feel like now I understand what I can get away with. Like I had an assignment due 11 a.m. right before class. I was going to do it last night. Did it on my phone, walk into class. It's like stuff like that, you know? And yeah, it's been great chilling with the roommates, watching football. It's been hype. It's been hype. And um, we're not really going to talk about week one, week two games, unfortunately. But I feel like we could talk about both the Jets and the Giants as a whole because we are both 0-3. So, Brendan... Let's get right into it. The, let's talk about the Jets. The Jets, I've watched a couple of their games. I've seen some non-highlights because I don't know if you guys really have any highlights this year yet. Yeah, we don't. Yeah, so I just want to, you know, the floor is yours. Give your initial reactions to the season. Man, so far this season has been nothing but a fluke. Like, if you want my honesty, I, I don't know really what to say here. Uh, we went out, we got a guy, Rob Sala. We went out, we traded Sam Darnold, picked up Zach Wilson. We got Corey Davis. We did We did what we had to do. There's no denying that. But there's something about this team. I low-key, I feel like we're cursed. Like I feel like Namath might have like sold like the organization to, to fulfill his guarantee or something crazy. Like I, I'm telling you, it doesn't make any sense because we all know that these were the right moves. I mean, like you can question that they weren't because they're not working out, but you know, there's always going to be a potential opportunity for it to not work in life. But we, we all know that like these were, were pretty damn good moves by our organization on jet like moves. Like, you know, um, it takes balls to get rid of a Sam Darnold, right? Look, look what's happening now. He's flourishing. So it takes balls to do that, to reset the financial cap margin and to get younger and to build around. It takes balls to do that. And that's like not jet like to make those decisions. So that's why I felt like humbled. Uh, to have Salah humbled to have a GM that was willing to do these things, take chances. But listen, 
ever since this has started, I mean, like, let's look at week one. I mean, that was the best game that Zach Wilson has played. Mm-hmm. Um, we never really got to record a podcast about it. This might be a stretch. It probably is a stretch, but he kind of looked like Mahomes in the Super Bowl, like, like making plays that should have happened that weren't happening because of the offensive line being atrocious. Becton going down, not coming back in the next seven weeks. Listen, I'm not saying it's Patrick Mahomes. He's a rookie quarterback, and he has been regressing. He hasn't been doing anything good. But his his rookie game, his first game against the Carolina Panthers was the best game. I mean, in the second half, he threw two tutties. He kept us in it. Like, us Jets fans were excited. And this Carolina Panthers team is legit, man. I mean, they, they're playing good. Their defense is lights out. Playing good. I'm their pretty sure they're scary. Their, their defense is, like, top 10 in the league. And mm-hmm. – Sam Darnold has a top 10 QBR in the league at number six. He's balling. Um, I don't know what's going to happen with him and no CMC, but, and then fast forwarding like week two, we play the Patriots and we just get lit up. I mean, there's too many turnovers like man, like just freaking, it looked like Zach Wilson looked like Sam Darnold. I mean, the number two just automatically turned into number 14. And it was the same thing that happened last year, man. It's crazy. You know? So I, I just think that it's classic Belichick going up against Zach Wilson and, you know, he's a God against these quarterbacks. He knows what he's doing. Yeah, I mean, like you're saying, it's hard for rookies to play against Belichick. Definitely. Yeah. Man. And, you know, and I'll, okay. First I'll give Zach Wilson the devil's advocate and I'll be his advocate. He's a rookie quarterback. The jets didn't have a mentor for him in the off season, you know, didn't have like a veteran QB presence, really. It's facts. New, new head coach. New offensive coordinator, young kid, and apparently no line. We thought yeah. it was going to be a great O line mm-hmm. heading into this season. Like he made a YouTube video about it too, yeah. even. And Makai Bethman injury hurts. But when you look at the stats of Zach Wilson, man's got seven interceptions and two touchdowns. Yeah, it's not good. And it's not good. It's not good. Zach Wilson has a lot of potential. And I, I see it in his plays. That second half against the Panthers really showed his potential. But, man, you guys, the Jets have scored only 20 points in three games this year. And that's concerning as an offensive standpoint. And, and, yeah, I mean, your team is supposed to be better than last year. So I don't, I don't get it. And he's not even rushing that much, uh, Wilson. He's been trying to pass more. I feel like he's got to use his legs more. But – Go ahead, go ahead. No, no, I agree. Like, he's not rushing. This guy is a fast kid. He can, he's elusive. He can scramble in the pocket. I mean, like, just let's take a second and let's look at what Matt Rule is doing to Sam Darnold. I feel like Matt, all Matt Rule needed was to see that game last year, Thursday night football against the Patriots when they were in MetLife. Jets were wearing their black jerseys. And I remember LeBron James tweeted out, retweeted, said, what a run at Sam Darnold. And he was, it was like a play action RPO. And he just rolled out, like took it 40 plus yards wheels, Sammy wheels to the end zone. So dude, like if Sam Darnold, look at what Matt Rule is doing with Sam Darnold, man. So like, and, and look at how they're allowing him to hand it off, run, use his legs. I agree with you. We have to use his legs, man. I don't know if it's mm-hmm. because we don't want him to get hit. I don't know if we're trying to be as careful as possible. But seriously, like this guy can run. He's a fast quarterback. I don't even know why he's not escaping the pocket. If you look at the plays that he's doing, I mean, he's he's look, what Wilson's trying to do here is he is trying to be the hero. All right. You can't win hero ball. Yeah. It's not college football. He's trying to be the hero. He's trying to fit the ball Good into point. tight Good pockets. Point. And that's what he's trying to do. And I genuinely appreciate it because listen, like some of these picks weren't his fault. There are two of them were his fault completely. Some of the worst picks I've ever seen against 
the, <laughs> the against the Patriots. The, the final two were some of the worst I've ever seen. That one to Corey Davis was a dot, bro. Rolling out pressure, two people, a safety is coming in double coverage. He's coming right across parallel in the flat. And then there's also a man like, like at the post right there waiting that could, and it went right through uh, Corey Davis's hands. And by the way, yeah, real quick, Corey Davis. Corey Davis, man, this man is dropping so many passes. It is absolutely it ridiculous, especially against the Broncos. Like, I remember Coach Salas said something very serious, and I, and I really liked what he said. He said, Sam Darnold's got to learn – or not Sam Darnold. Zach Wilson's got to learn how to um, play boring football, and and that's very true. And I and I think that Zach did do that against Broncos. He was like, all right, you want me to play boring football? I will play boring football. And that's why you didn't see many turnovers. You saw one pick. But listen, man, look. Ultimately, there is some sort of issue here. I don't know what it is, but this isn't right. We shouldn't be 0-3, 0-3. Going, you know, losing to the Broncos and getting shut out by them, it's just, dude, it's really not a good time. I'm just as confused as you are. I mean, the Broncos, Patriots, Panthers, they all have great defenses this year, so it looks like. So I get that, you know, Zach Wilson, you know, I think he's still your guy. And he just wasn't – I don't think he was ready to start, to be honest. Maybe yeah. give him that year or come no, in half sure. season. For sure. So this is what the Jets have to work with now. A, a rookie quarterback who's not getting it done, been sacked 15 times, and, you know, he's completed 55% of his passes. So Zach Wilson, obviously, it's not really entirely his fault, but he's not playing like a number two overall pick right now. Agreed. Next week, this Sunday, you guys have the Titans. Now, the Titans this season, uh, when Derrick Henry is on, they've been really good. And like, you know, the previous week. But they have a loss this year, I'm pretty sure. To the Cardinals pretty badly. And they won a close one against the Seahawks. So going to this week, this might be, I mean, most likely, I think another L. And the, the, Zach Wilson, how do you prepare for this Titans team? I mean, they're probably going to be the, you know, the, one of the worst defenses you faced in your NFL career so far. You know, definitely not as good as the Patriots, the Broncos, and the Panthers. So if this is the game for the Jets to, you know, make it competitive, it's this one. Yeah, I agree with you, man. And listen, I got to just come out and say it. I was planning on going to this game. Like I was going to go with my buddy, like, hear me out. Like I was going to go with my buddy uh, who goes to Quinnipiac, shout out him, Dire Jets, man. We're both suffering together. Like we're going through this. Um, it's really hard. Um, it's very, very hard, Jared. I get like depressed after Sundays, like actually yeah, depressed, yeah. dude. Post-football depression. It's horrible, dude. Like once that four nah, o'clock post, happens. Post-Jets post post, post, depression. Post, depression. Yeah, it's for real. Um, P- um pjd pjd yeah i suffer pjd for sure yeah no i was supposed to go to the titans game but i'm not going anymore because i'm not i'm not paying for this there's no way i'm gonna go take a train all the way to metlife for this no (sighs) that's not it's not worth my money i'm not going after that week i'm not going like i'm protesting all right it's because you're not going wilson's about to throw five tds and they're about to upset the titans i can feel it i can feel it now dude that's the same thing i mean i get what you mean like the Mets, my Mets have been eliminated from playoffs. And I unfortunately went into like a game a couple of weeks ago and, you know, they won, but didn't really matter in the long run. So I feel you with uh, not wanting to go anymore. It is a big commitment 
too for your Sunday. Pretty expensive too, even for a shitty team. So that's where they get you. Do you yeah. think they have the slightest chance against the Titans? Man, I, I mean, look, their defense is one of the worst defenses in the league, but at the end of the day, like Julio the Jones, A.J. Brown, and Henry are going to be, like, lining up uh, against our defense, man. It, it's just not – we're losing. Like, it's not happening. Like, we're going to lose. It's going to be a tough game. I think that coming home after, you know, him being back in MetLife, I think – and, you know – Having Wilson had now he's got three games under his belt. Like, I don't know. It really depends here. Mm-hmm. But now we're gonna lose this game. It's the Tennessee Titans. They were just in the playoffs last year. Uh, it's probably gonna be harder than we think. Um, I, I don't know. We we will see. The one thing I will say is is that we I think my prediction is that Wilson's gonna get too comfortable too quick, and he's going to maybe find a lot of holes, a lot of gaps, a lot of open reads, and he's gonna he's gonna do good. Maybe have like a good good first quarter, a good first drive somehow. And then the second quarter, like once Tannehill starting to like compete, he's just going to throw the game. He's going to start throwing interceptions. He's going to think that like that timing is, is always like, you know what I'm saying? Like he's going to get lost mm-hmm. in the timing and make the same mistakes that he made week one, week two. He's still a rookie. Brable's a great head coach. I know that they lost to Dory Jackson. I know they lost Logan Ryan. I know they lost some huge key pieces on that defense. But at the end of the day, they have way more experience than this Jets team, and they got a lot more leaders, and it's a whole different culture, right? Like, this is a much more established organization, so I give them yeah. the benefit of the doubt. The one thing I'll say about Wilson is that the rest of the rookie QBs aren't really playing that well right. either. Right. Like, um, I pulled up Trevor Lawrence's stats right here, and they're pretty comparable to Zach Wilson, and we're talking less about him because he's in Jacksonville. Right. So let's see. Uh, Trevor Lawrence. 669 yards passing Wilson 628. So about uh, less than 40%, a 40 yard difference. Touchdowns, uh, Trevor Lawrence, five, Wilson, two. Interceptions, they both have seven. And sacked, Trevor Lawrence has been sacked five times, but Wilson's been sacked 15 times, as I said. Yeah. So that's a big difference. The Jacksonville O line is protecting him better. Yeah, and you know, opposites. You know, they swap teams. I mean, and Trevor Lawrence out of the Jets. I don't think he's been. He's going to do as good as you know, as he people would think he would do. He'd be probably doing the same thing as Zach Wilson and get you know absolutely shredded by the media for it. Yeah, he would. So I think Trevor Lawrence is thankfully thankful that he is in Jacksonville at this moment because he would be under so much scrutiny if he started with this Jets team and their O line just collapsed on him. With the media, yeah, but at the end of the day, man, like Lawrence isn't playing good either, bro. And mm-hmm. like, it, dude, these stats are so they're so close. Like, obviously, uh, Lawrence is playing better, he's got uh, three more uh, TDs. Um, and that's definitely yeah. they're competing more. Like, you're right, like the Jaguars are doing better than the Jets. The Jets are honestly the worst team in the league right now. Like, there's no debate. Like, like we are the mm-hmm. worst team as of right now. So, I get where you're coming from. He's not getting uh it's in scrutinized by the media he's not he's and, and he has more protection you're definitely right but I, I don't know i think it's a horrible situation for both quarterbacks to be honest um i i think you know i think that both of them are pretty screwed uh with with what they're given agreed and i feel like it's gonna still be you know unless a wide receiver like rashad bateman continues to pop off with the cardinals 
I don't know if Wilson or Lawrence would be looking to win offensive rookie of the year. It might go to one of these wide receivers that For were drafted in, in the late first. Maybe even Najee Harris. He had a good game last week. If yeah. Steelers looking bad though. So but you know, anyway, moving on to my Giants, one suffering New York team to the next. Right. We're 0 3 as well. And I just sometimes look, I'll, I'll say this Jason Garrett. Just throw the ball deep more. We had one play completed over 20 yards in the Falcons game. Just one. And according to, you know, last year's statistics, Daniel Jones was, you know, using advanced metrics, shout out Professor Arth, the best deep ball thrower in the NFL. With wheels. You saw that touchdown against Washington. He has wheels and he could throw the ball deep. The Falcons. The game before, they're giving up huge plays, huge plays against the Buccaneers. Yeah, we don't do that, you know, and we opt to do the short passes, the medium passes. Only one completed pass over 20 yards. And we have guys like Galladay, who's I've seen caught passes from Stafford. I've seen Shepard go out and even Slayton catch them. And Barkley, it was nice to see him score a touchdown. But we just got to be better as a team. We're not fighting. Blake Martinez going down. That hurts us a lot. He's a, you know, He's a good leader and presence in that defense. He's a lot of good tackles. And Kadarius Tony looking like a waste of a first round pick. We're not even mm-hmm. used to him. Yeah. So I just don't get the Giants situation either. Uh, you know, we had no fight against the Broncos. They're, they look pretty good this year, but still, we could have, you know, after the first half, I thought we had a good chance to win. We just shut down after the second half. Washington football team, our defense couldn't hold it up at the end. And, you know, we made a mistake. Don't get me started. You have a podcast. Don't even get me started about how we went off sides in that field goal kick to win the game. Right. I'll set the scene. We're all, like, in our in our um, townhouse living room just watching. The kiss misses. Everyone starts celebrating. My friend Chris was at the bar, and they were all celebrating because the guy put down $100 on the Giants. But then next thing you know, the flag on the play, and I threw my Barkley jersey on the wall. It's just what happens as a Giants fan. It's just, it's brutal being a New York football fan, unless for the Bills, obviously. Yes. And the Giants, man, I just don't know what to say about them. Like, Daniel Jones isn't even playing all that bad. He's been pretty average. You know, he hasn't been great. He's been a pretty average quarterback. And he has talent around him. I think it's mainly, mainly just the coaching and the defense so far that's been screwing us this year. Yeah, man, it's it's really tough. I remember I was uh, we were doing the work for broadcasting, right? So I was at the football game Saturday, and mm-hmm. uh, Jake uh, Jake Averman, one of the uh, one of the fellows, SportsCom fellows um, that you know we know, he he's in our class, and we both he's diehard Gi- Giants fan. Shout out him. Um, he we we're talking about the game, and we we're walking back, and he really said he was like, "Yeah, man, like I just hope the Giants just don't screw me, like like I like like." <laughs> dude <it> sucks <laughs> like literally like i feel so bad because literally what happened like what he didn't want happening happened like dude it just sucked like he was like man like i hope you just like play a good game clean game no turnovers no bullshit like we get the win you know this is the falcons like <laughs> and i was like yeah man hopefully you guys can do it you know it sounds right yeah. you know like it's the falcons you're home um like last year you guys were very competitive like you like so i was hoping that maybe we can get the ball wrong here but it seemed like the same issues that have been happening this whole year are still happening. 
And mm-hmm. I think some parts that really spoke out to me was a, you guys punted on Atlanta's 39 yard line. Um, I, you got kicked the field goal there. I don't know why you're punting on the 39. That just doesn't make sense to me whatsoever. Huh. And also there were three dropped interceptions too, by your secondary. There was three opportunities yeah. that was off of deflection that you could have came down with the ball. So there, yo, on Monday, there needs to be like some like interception drills. Like I need judge to like cue that up. There needs to be like the first thing that they do. For real. Um, like you yeah. need to like have like a like you know what I'm saying like pop. You need especially, to have, like, especially with coming up, they're playing the Saints. Oh, Jameis yeah. Winston, very turnover prone. So we yeah. really got to hammer in those interception drills, and I really got to just the defense has got to keep going. And the sad thing is going over like. The preseason, our picks are, you know, scheduling. Look at the schedules for each team, Giants and Jets. The Giants, I had them at least winning two out of three of these first three games. Right. And they start 0-3. Just let me let me tell you this next stretch of games. We got the Saints, the Cowboys, the Rams, the Panthers, the Chiefs, the Raiders, the Bucks. Like, I, I wouldn't be surprised if we lost all those games. Though that's a brutal stretch. It's a brutal stretch. Jesus. And I don't know how we're going to survive in this NFC. I mean, we could just count on everyone just keep on being 500. Jesus. But I would be surprised if we won three out of these two, three, four, five, six, seven seven game stretch. I would be surprised if we get three wins. Yeah, man. The Saints, the Cowboys, and you look at the way that the Cowboys were playing. Dude, seriously, I mean this. Like, I picked them to win the division strictly because, like, I know that they had the tools around them. And, and when I saw mm-hmm. Dak play the way that he was playing before he got injured, like, that was crazy. So, like, I don't know. I mean, CD, like, Coop, by the way, Coop goes crazy in fantasy. Like, whoever you, just Coop. didn't. Yeah, dude, you, yeah, bro, whoever passed on Coop, like, no. Like, you don't do that. Um, you know, I, I wasn't able to. I wasn't, like, it, you went off the board before I was picking. But, um, but anyways, um. Dude, yeah. So, like, you look at the Cowboys, the division, the way that they're playing. They, they got a great win last night. They were controlling the whole game. They look like a dominant football team. And then the Rams, dude, by the way, like, they're serious. Like, they, they, I really think that they could win the Super Bowl this year. I really think they have every single piece that you need. And then you got, like, the Panthers, and they're playing great. We'll get to that later that's, in the last segment. That's the, yeah, that's the that's the game that I'm kind of, you know. You could win that, for sure. We, we could win that. That's the yeah. one that I'm eyeing a dub, hopefully. Yeah, no, you definitely can win that. Um, And then the and Chiefs then got that have the been Chiefs. a little shaky. So a little, little shaky as well. We'll get into that. We'll get into that. The Raiders, who have been playing decent ball, I think they're still 3-0, I'm pretty sure. Yeah. And then the Bucks, the Bucks, Tom Brady, getting the, you know, the, just can't count. Out the buck. So this stretch is going to be brutal. And if we get over 500, that will really prove me something with this team. But obviously, I can't say that because they're not. We, our offense is hit or miss. Like we scored 29 points against the Washington football team's defense. Like that was pretty impressive. Mm-hmm. They haven't been that good this year, the defense, though. Not going to lie. Not going to lie. They gave up a lot to the Bills, lots of the Giants. And but the Falcons defense, who's you know not really known for that, they're known for their offense really more. We only score 14 points against, and it's just concerning. The Saints, this is another one of those games that we could win. And Jameis Winston has been hit or miss as well sometimes, like that, unless other than that first game where he went off. Uh, the past two games have been pretty so so, but you know, here's Daniel Jones's stats through the first, um. First games in this regular season, 65% completion, 782 yards, 
only two touchdowns. So it's just it's just crazy how he only has two touchdowns and he's he has the eleventh best QBR. The good thing about Jones, zero interceptions. We like to see that. We like to see that. So I definitely think this is the best version of Daniel Jones we've seen since he started with the Giants. But it's not the best Giants team that he's that he's been part of to start like using the eye test, of course. You've seen their defense, seeing these drop passes, Darius Slayton the other week. So it's just Daniel Jones can't carry this team on its own. We need our defense to click, and we need everyone to click on the offensive ball. And hopefully Barkley gets, you know, more and more healthy throughout the season, more and more game ready. And then last week was promising. But Jones, man, I, I, I can't blame him. I can't blame Jones for not, for not uh, getting these wins. I blame the coaching more. Yeah, I think I might have to agree with you on that, honestly, because – I you can't blame him. I mean, he hasn't even turned the ball over yet this this uh this year. This guy won um, one uh, one uh, fumble, one fumble. No, okay, no well you didn't, you didn't throw yeah, a pick. Yeah. That's what I meant. Yeah. So like he he has turned the ball over, but he has not thrown a pick. Um. So I, I don't know. I mean, he's going out there. He's executing your offense, and I liked the way that he played in Washington. I really did. He was mm-hmm. that was one of his better games. Um. Honestly, he just kills Washington. There. Yeah. No. Yeah. It's something about it. Um. But. But yeah, no, I, I like I really did like the way that he was playing in Washington. And I, I really do see a very similar comparison with Jones and Darnold. I really do. I think that they are very similar situations. So it's gonna come down to what your organization does. I think it all depends on what happens with Gettleman. Uh if Gettleman leaves and you guys want to like clear the house, that that makes sense. You start the timeline mm-hmm. over again, you get a head coach, and you're gonna have looking at this stretch of schedule, I, I don't think that you guys are going to win too many games. So theoretically speaking, you could have two top 15 picks, top 10 picks, which is huge, absolutely huge, yeah, like enormous huge you for your future. Like that is huge. So I really, I think that that's like the Tony, the trade, whatever, like Tony didn't really work out, but um, other than that, I mean, it's too early to tell, but as of right now, he's not working out. But seriously, getting that first round pick with Chicago with a team that we thought was supposed to be really good, but started fields really early and is now given up on Andy Dalton and has shifted the whole motive, right? Like, yeah, so yeah. they may fluke. They, they may fluke and you may have two top 10 picks, which is freaking crazy, dude. To start your future over, you can get mm-hmm. some draft equity for Daniel Jones if you were to move on, maybe like a second round pick, third round pick. And who knows, dude, like that, that's, in, that's enormous, bro. Like that's huge for your future. So there is something to look forward to here, but man, I mean, you I'd can... rather win. <laughs> what? That's the thing. I like, I just rather win football games. I rather see the giants compete for this NFC East title. The yeah. Cowboys, they're two and one. They're looking legit. The football team Eagles, both one and two. So it's not like divisions out of the bag. The Cowboys, they're going to fumble at some point. And yeah. I feel like, you know, I'm not ready to commit to the full tank yet. Yeah. No, I know. After the stretch of games, we'll, we'll see. But this is, this is the Cowboys. They got the Panthers, Cow- they got the Panthers, Giants, Patriots, Vikings, Broncos, Falcons. So pretty easier schedule than the Giants in this little stretch. The Cowboys play their harder teams later on and more spread out, like the Chiefs. They play the Cardinals at some point. So – We'll see. Then the, and the Cowboys already got their Bucks game out of the way, 
and they beat the Chargers last uh, two weeks ago as well, which is pretty impressive. The Chargers have been looking like a great team. So Cowboys looks like they are the favorites right now. The Giants, you could probably write them off by now, unfortunately, to win the division. Yeah, you can write them off to win the division, but I think you are right with your statement when you say it is too early to to, uh, to go in full tank mode. You're yeah. right, because when you look at these games, it's not like you're losing like the Jets, okay? Like you, you're losing <laughs> – from very silly losing heartbreakers mistakes. yeah you're losing heartbreakers like the last you guys, two have yeah. been like games that i've i really thought we should we should be two and one right now oh no yeah no you're right and it, with the whole we'd be tied for first right now looking you're good right. yep so no you're right it's just it's just unfortunate and it's nothing you can do about it now except you know during practice hammer these guys in maybe it was the shaky offseason with uh you know the the fights during uh practice or Kelvin Benjamin drama with Joe Judge, so I I just don't I just don't this is not the team I saw play last year, and this is a better team in my opinion. So I don't even know what to make of these Giants. Um, this week they play the Saints. We'll be watching. My housemate, big Saints fan, so we'll see we'll see how it goes. But he's outnumbered by the Giants faithful, unfortunately. Um, this is a game to win. If there was a game to win in this season. So, being said that they know their schedule is going to get tough after this, they're going to try to pull out a dub here, and I'll take a Giants win because mm. even though that being said, they're going to really try for this game. For sure. They know what's ahead, and they know they they lose. They're, they're And the Cowboys win this week. They're pretty much out of the race for the division. Yeah, I really do like that. I do because, like I said, you guys were losing heartbreakers out here. Um but and and the Saints, man, like they're hit or miss. Like Sam Darnold mopped them up. Like Carolina, you know yeah. what I'm saying? So you guys sit. You got Saquon. You got Kenny. You got you got Slay. You got you got Shep. people. You got Shep. Your line yeah. has been playing pretty well. Like better than last year, honestly. It was definitely. Um. Yeah, so definitely. so yeah, like and you can definitely you need this win bad. And after losing three heartbreakers right like losing that game against the falcons in the way that you guys lost and then also after washington right with that Mm -hmm. penalty there's gonna be a lot of animosity um that they're gonna want to take out uh on this saints organization man i could see you guys coming out the tunnel fired up and trying to pull this one out i think you guys are gonna fight really well for this you think we get the dub though I don't know, bro. I, I really don't know. I, it's okay to say no. It's probably it's just the probably, Giants are talking. Probably not, but yeah. Um, probably not because of the fact that I am very high on the Saints team, and mm-hmm. I do think that they are uh, betterly uh, matched and like they like they're more prepared. They got their defense is lights out. Marshall Lattimore, Mario Davis mm-hmm. back there hanging out in the uh, in the secondary, and um, I mean they're I think. Michael Thomas is active now? Is he? Uh, or is it soon? No. Nah. I don't think yet, no. But they have Kamara, who's going to do great. And then they're using Taysom, too. So it's just like they know it's what's just, going on there. Like, yeah, they're definitely a better you know, organization, recent playoff experience as a whole. So it's definitely a tough game. But I thought the Giants would be like a Saints like kind of record this year of like a little bit over 500. Right. But it's not, it's not how it's been panned out so far. So I will be, I'll be watching Sunday, getting ready to get uh, post Giants depression Monday. 
Right. Because that definitely happened last week while I was shooting. I was shooting the volleyball game for Marist and just checking the phone for updates and just just being depressed that we only lost by three against the Falcons and we only scored 14 points. So Daniel Jones, I'm not blaming you. Blame the coaching staff. Let's change up the schemes. Let's run up more RPOs like we did last season, which worked. And let's run it with Barkley. We used Wayne Gallman last year, and it did great. So let's run it with Barkley and see what happens. And more long deep passes. That's what I got to say about the Giants. Switch up the game plan. Allow Jones to use his wheels. I feel like you guys win games when that happens. Yeah. And, yeah. And hopefully there aren't as costly mistakes it's tough, man. I mean, I like the, I like the way that you guys played for the most. I mean, I don't know. What I'm trying to say is, is that, that it really explains how bad the Falcons are, right? Because, <laughs> because you had like that Saquon touchdown, right? Like, you had the mm-hmm. momentum, man. And I guess it was just Matt Ryan, just being Matt Ryan, being consistent, taking over on the defense. Whenever, if, if like the defense helps out Matt Ryan, he's gonna move the chains. He's gonna get points on the board, right? Mm-hmm. So that was basically just Atlanta's defense winning the game for them, I felt. All right, so moving on, last segment of this podcast. We've seen a lot of surprises in this NFL season. Uh, you know, the Jets sucking, that wasn't that, that, wasn't that much of a surprise. Uh, but the surprise that, you know, I saw is that the Chiefs are actually last place in their division through three games. And it's kind of uh, are you are you concerned for the Chiefs at all? Uh, I'm not concerned. No, I'm not. Right. I mean, they're so this is their division: the Raiders three and zero, Broncos three and zero, Chargers two and one, Chiefs one and two. Um, it's a pretty tough division. You know, the Broncos look pretty legit. That their defense looks good. Teddy Bridgewater doing good. Chargers, they're a great team. I think we both had them making the playoffs in our preseason picks. And the Raiders, Derek Carr, Darren Waller connections looking good and their defense is holding up. The Chiefs defense is pretty bad. They've been pretty bad this year. And that was concerning to me. They just signed Flash Gordon. I don't know if you saw that. They signed him today. And then another surprising thing were the Panthers starting 3-0 with Sam Darnold. We alluded to that earlier. You know, they're ahead of the Bucks. They're ahead of the Saints. And you know, before the preseason, like our preseason uh, video podcast, our podcast with Noah, I said the Panthers could be a fringe wild card team. So, which one's more surprising to you, the Panthers three and zero start, or the Broncos one and two? I mean, not the Broncos, the Chiefs one and two start. It's a great question. I here, I'm gonna look at real quick. Hold up. I don't really know how to answer it because with the Chiefs, like I wouldn't ever have seen them be in the fourth seed right now so that it's like a multi-variable question because the reason why they're the fourth seed is because the broncos are so good and that they lost a divisional game against herbert which i could have seen coming and then they also lost a heartbreaker against the ravens so i don't know but to answer i'm going to say that the chiefs being fourth in division over the panthers even though they've been doing so well but that's just because i think that their schedule has been easier i mean aside from the saints i never i wouldn't have ever thought that they would win that game. Um, yeah. It was home, but I also didn't think that it could really happen. Uh, the Jets, I mean, I was being very passionate with my own team prior. Like, I had bias, you know, like, I had to have said that. But 
we all know that the Carolina Panthers are their better team right now and they have much more other options, but then with the Texans, I mean, I could see that. So yeah, I'm more surprised with the chiefs losing some games that they should have won, um, which, which are against like the Ravens, the chargers. Yeah. Yeah. And they beat the Browns barely. So they could have logistically started to Oh, and three. I don't know. Yeah. It depends how you want to look at it, man. I mean, yeah, you made, you raise a good point about the Panthers. Their wins became two of their three wins came against the Jets and the Texans, probably the bottom five teams in the NFL. But they're looking, their defense is looking pretty impressive. That's the thing that uh, we didn't really see coming was this Panthers defense really be a top five defense so far this year. We didn't really see that coming. And anyway, what we didn't really see coming was the Chiefs defense being one of the worst this year. I mean, Tyron Matthew Honey Badger can do it all. He's got two interceptions this year, but it's just they put up thirty. Tried to put thirty points against them. The Ravens, I think, like thirty six, and the Browns twenty nine or something like that. So they're giving up a lot of points, and when they give up points, you can't give Pat Mahomes that much time with the ball. So that's the thing that the Chiefs got to work on: just getting stops, limiting their the scoring for the other team because you what you your formula to win is to have let Mahomes do what Mahomes does and the games have all been close so if, if you have one more possession than the other team then uh, you could you could logistically be three and oh right now the Panthers they have the Cowboys Eagles and Vikings coming up so how likely is it that they get this you know they win these next games I feel like the Cowboys will be a slap in the face for them, honestly. It's going to be a real test, though. This Panthers defense versus the Cowboys offense, that would be a good game to watch and keep in mind out for this Sunday. And if Sam Darnold, you know, starts 4-0, beats the Cowboys, then Jeez. I would see it's. I would say it's more so it's a legit team. Yeah. So it's really this factor. The Chiefs, on the other hand, this Sunday they play the – uh, they play, I think it was not a good team. They play the Eagles. So the Chiefs should win this game this Sunday. So I would say uh, this question for next week again, we'll bring it back up to see if anything changed between the Chiefs and the Eagles. Like if the Eagles-Chiefs game is close, then I'll be a lot more concerned about the Chiefs. But And if the Panthers beat the Cowboys, I would put the – Panthers up on a higher higher scale in NFC. Yeah, man, that's a great way of putting it because this game it makes a lot of sense. Like it, it weights your question perfectly, and it's, it's mm-hmm. very coincidental that it's happening. The that these matchups are happening a week after this conversation is happening. You know that like this this debate, and if the Chiefs go out there and. Sh- struggle against the Eagles, a team that they can virtually win. They're better on all positions. They've got yeah. better secondary, got a better uh, – I, I don't know about the – yeah, D-line's better. Um, and then they got a better O-line, better receivers. Dude, they're a much better team, uh, better coach, better organization. Um, yeah, man. So, I agree with you with that. I don't think that the Chiefs are going to fumble that. I think they'll get that win. They need it. And then with Sam Darnold and the Carolina Panthers – as of right now, I would say. Does it hurt? That, does it hurt? Does it hurt? Um, like I don't know. Probably not because I'm a. 
I'm actually very happy for him. Like there's different ways that you can approach this, right? You can mm-hmm. be, you could be jealous or you could be gracious and, and happy. And it, it all depends on what you want to do. Right. And I'm actually genuinely happy for him, seriously. And I think that as seeing what he went through with the Jets, right, with the media, with the ghost game, with seeing all of that, and we decided to leave. He wanted to stay. He didn't request a trade. He wanted to stay. And we moved. We did it. We left. We traded him. That was us. So I don't wish bad on him. All right. Like there might have been times where I was joking around, you know, it's my humor. I joke around. But like deeply inside, like I, I genuinely am happy for him. And I. I think he's doing a great job down there. And I think it's a perfect fit for him because I would be a hypocrite if I said otherwise, because I genuinely believed seriously for those first two years that he was the answer, man. He was because he was, yo, he was playing good with Gates. Like he was playing, Mm -hmm. like he was making plays that no other Jets quarterback has ever made in my lifetime. And it was very hard. The only reason why we got rid of him was because we wanted to reset the culture we got a new GM, a new GM. The GM didn't draft him. And I think that that's huge. That's why I really believe that this may be the deciding factor with Jones. And also, we didn't think that he proved enough with us to give him that financial security. The Carolina Panthers, a team, remind you that there was trade rumors on them coming up. Dude, they wanted Zach Wilson, apparently. They wanted to move up low-key. Bro, think about that for a second. They, we heard trade rumors about this. So Mm -hmm. I don't know, man. It could be working out with Carolina, but we will see. Look, like we said, there's still a lot left that we need to see from Sam Darnold. If he goes out there and if he somehow gets a win against the the Cowboys, man, and if if this continues, then great for him. Then seriously, great for him. But there's there's what, 15 more games left, 14 more games left, and there's a lot of football left that needs to happen. And if – and Darnold really needs to go out there and make his – improve his point to get that bag, dude, because that's yeah. the huge problem. We don't have that liability now, all right? Because true, no matter true. what he does, this Panthers organization is going to have to sit down and say to ourselves, damn, what are we going to do? Where is this money going to come from? How much is he going to get? We don't have to worry about that. So I don't regret it. Even with how he's playing right now, I still would make that trade. We got a second-round pick. We got a fifth-round pick. And we got Zach Wilson, man. Um, a guy that really hasn't been doing anything amazing, but mm-hmm. if anything, it just gives me more reassurance that it's not the player, it's the system. So I need to figure out the system. Good points, good points. And, you know, my take on Sam is that the change of scenery, I think, is doing great for him. And he's not going to be questioned as much or, like, put on blast as much as the media for sure. So even if he loses this Sunday, it won't be a huge deal because it's what he's expected to do. So anything that Sam Darnold does do good will work in his favor. Anything he does bad won't really work against him that often. It is really about the bag at this uh, at this point for Darnold because his contract's up after this year, right? Or he's going to have Yeah, it's up. Left. It's up. Yeah. So, yeah. So, um no, any 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 last words? Any games you got looking forward to this uh, this week weekend? We'll pull it up right now. Yeah, so we got Thursday night football: Jaguars versus Bengals. Pretty lackluster matchup. Sunday night football: Bucks Patriots. Brady's return to Foxborough. That'll will keep an eye on that. You know what? And the oh the I I see a game. I see a game. What? What do, what were you thinking? What were you thinking? No, you go. 
I, I saw the Cardinals and the Rams play at 4 p.m. Yeah, that's that's the top two uh, teams in the NFC West right now. So that would that be a, the game I want to keep my own after the Giants Saints at one. Yeah, it's gonna be a good one for sure. I think I'm gonna throw out an early prediction, right? Because you know, mm-hmm. it's gonna be when this pod drops. It'll be Wednesday, so it's the day before the new week. I'm gonna say that the Jaguars are gonna beat the Bengals. I'm gonna say it. Mm. They're gonna do their it. First win. They're gonna get their first win against the Bengals, man. I really think it's gonna prime happen. time. Prime time, Trevor Lawrence. Yeah, dude. Prime time, Trevor Lawrence. I just feel like it's gonna happen. I mean, we don't good see take, Trevor take. Lawrence lose that much. Like it doesn't yep. sound. It doesn't seem correct. Like I was looking at the statistics, and and Lawrence is the third worst quarterback in the league, man. Zach Wilson's the second. I forgot who's the last person. I forgot. Um, second to last, Zach Wilson is so dude. We don't see this suffering for that long. I feel like Lawrence has some some charisma, he's got some charm to him. Uh, the game respects him, the football gods respect him, and I think that it's going to click. And I, I mean, Robinson had a great game last week. Shout out to him, he's on my fantasy squad, he did his thing. And dude, Burrow's playing like shit. <laughs> like, like he's actually not nah, the Bengals have been better than I thought actually they I mean they've won two games they come in and won two games the Bengals have been better than they thought they were but the Jags I feel like won't only just win one game this year we all thought they were going to win at least one or two because of Trevor Lawrence if they lose this this is probably their best shot they've had all year to win a game it might be their best shot all year unless they play the Jets at some point the Lions, so Jaguars take this opportunity. Brendan's saying this is this is this is your chance. This is your time. Yeah, bro, it's a really hot take, dude. Because I know, hear me out. I know that the Jaguars are fucking atrocious. Like they are literally like the Jets, bro. Like they're like the same thing. Like Jets have okay. The Jets are worse after losing against the Broncos. We are worse, but seriously, like Jaguars are trash. But I don't know, man. Bengals. The Bengals are. They're two and um, one. They're two and one. And they're also um, a minus seven and a half underdog. Bro, I might have to bet on, have on, to. The, on the I mean, Jags, bro. Seriously. There's a pretty big difference for the game. It's, it's the same it's the same spread as Titans versus Jets. So that's kind yeah, of wild. I don't know, dude. I, I just, dude, it's Thursday night football, prime time. Trevor Lawrence thrives under these moments, man. So does mm-hmm. Joe Burrow, though. That's crazy. Holy shit. We're going to see Joe Burrow. Go against Trevor, Trevor, Lawrence Trevor Lawrence on Thursday night football. That's a pretty, Two of the uh, you know what? I was say, I just said it was lackluster. It might be a pretty pretty good spectacle. No, they no, could do I a lot with that. I think it is. Oh, it's good because yeah, because dude, like honestly, I think this game really means a lot to both of them because they're both in similar situations, man. If you look at yeah. it historically, Bengals are nothing crazy. They struggled with Andy Dalton for a long time. Um, they they're not. They don't have it all figured out. So does the Jaguars. So whoever takes this away is going to be really big for there you go. It's going to be really mm-hmm. big for their situational fit. And I don't know, dude, I feel like the Jaguars just, you know, the world is watching and they're going to want to get a win. They're going to want to get a win and they're going to try to work for it. They might, they might get catch them by surprise. We might see that. Jared, what about you? Any last takes? Like one, give me one prediction with what you think is going to happen. Uh, one prediction this week. Yeah. Um, all right, I'll take I'll take the uh, the Cardinals being the Rams. Ooh, I'll take it. I'll take it. I know the Rams have been hot. They just beat the Bucks, but the Cardinals, man, don't count them out. Don't count them out. Yeah, if I were to go back and because I said that my MVP would be Josh Allen, now he's starting to turn up. 
Like now we're seeing normal Josh Allen. The first two weeks, yeah, not yeah. so much. But Kyler, now he's starting. Kyler though, I dude, I should have said Kyler Murray. I really wish I said Kyler Murray because I freaking <laughs> love Kyler Murray. I have him both in my fantasy leagues. I Probably have Lamar for, as my pick. Yeah, or which Baker, is pretty good. Actually, Baker. No, no, wait, you had Baker. Baker you had Baker. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And the Browns, Odell's back, so I think Baker's stats might go up now. So that's good. Yeah, that's good. Sure. All right, Fleet Nation. Thank you for listening to the podcast, episode 39. And drop your takes. Who's going to win this week? Follow us on Instagram, Twitter, yes, TikTok, sir. YouTube, at yep. NYFlyZone. We're back. We're trying to get it up, try to get things up more. But we got school, we got life, and we got other stuff. But please, um, we don't have a hotline yet for after Jets and Giants games. We might need to make one if they both go on for this weekend. So... We'll see. Fleet Nation, thank you guys. I know it's been a couple, two, it was like two weeks. We haven't been dropping. We're chilling. Like, don't worry about it. Um, Take it easy, everyone. And make sure to follow us on Instagram, Twitter, TikTok, all the socials, YouTube, everything, you name it. Share it. And peace. Peace. Thank you. This has been the NY Fly Zone Podcast. We drop every Wednesday on Spotify and Apple Music. Follow us on Instagram at NY Fly Zone.